0: And hello, everybody, to another edition of the Jimmy Garrity Show. Jim Noble, along with wapper Terriers women's basketball head coach, Jimmy Garrity. This
1: is going to be a fun one.
0: Trust me. Coach, how are you? I think I know the answer, but how are you?
1: Hey, man, I, I'm doing fantastic. We had a, a big win at home yesterday against Furman, so um, it was actually a great college basketball game. It went back and forth, several lead changes, several ties, and it was one of those games that was a grind it out type win. And uh, I think, you know, in the future um, down the road, that type of win would do us some good um, just learning from that experience. So, uh, but doing great this morning. Yeah, 61 to
0: 54, the final. Obviously, all the tangible things that come with a win like that you're 1 0 in the conference, you beat an arch rival. Let's go back to the lead-up of the game. You had about a week off. You had time to really fine-tune your game plan against the Paladins. You all know a lot about each other over the years. There's no doubt. But certainly personnel changes from year to year, and they've had some losses. You've had some losses. So in the run-up to Saturday's game, Jimmy, what were your main hopes and your main concerns about Furman?
1: Well, um, They run the stuff that they run, they run a lot of stuff, first of all. And, um, you know, my main concern was guarding their actions. Mm -hmm. And we broke it down for five straight days and uh just went over methodically each day. And then the second day, we'd add some more, then the third day, a little bit more. And then Fridays was just all review. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, you do all that, you still make mistakes. But uh but we, we corrected them, made some adjustments. Um, but I thought we guarded their stuff really, really well, especially in the, the third and fourth quarters. Um and then we needed to score the ball too. And I thought uh, you know, Lily jumped up and she had our first eight points. Um she's a tough matchup for all teams, the way she can shoot it from the outside. And then uh Naya Lutz for us, she was she was fantastic. She I challenged her this week and uh, told her that we needed to get more production out of her, and, man, did she come through um, with a double-double. She scored it off driving the ball. Um, She rebounded it well, took care of the ball well. Um, And then we just had a lot of contributors. You know, Um, uh, Lex came off the bench and had 10 rebounds in 15 minutes. That is a great rebounder, and she just provides that spark and uh, enthusiasm and passion and really got us going. Um, you know, and then Annabelle came off the bench, too, and she was one for one, hit a big-time three. She got two steals and took a big charge. That was big for us, too. But, but really, everybody who entered the game just played really, really good. Jamari was really good on defense, scored the ball, too. Um, just really proud of our effort. As you go through a game like that in which
0: they're leading early, you come back. They're leading at mm-hmm. halftime. You come back. As you enter the fourth quarter, every team holds up four fingers in every sport and <laughs> says fourth quarter, fourth quarter belongs to us. But that's easier said than done. Can you look into the eyes of your team and see whether they're ready or not heading into crunch time?
1: Yeah, I mean, we were in tune the whole time. And within this game, like in the fourth quarter – We got, like, a five-point lead, and in this particular game, five and six points felt like it was double digits. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I thought, condition-wise, we were really good. We got out and ran in transition in the fourth quarter, and that was big for us. Um, We got some long rebounds that led to some um, numbers at the other end, and we were able to convert in transition um and you know for them Tiara Hodges she's a special player she's really grown her game she had 15 um 15 and 9 um at halftime and she ended up with 18 and 9 so we kept her off the boards and kept her to just three points uh in the second half and that was huge for us. And we did a lot of switching so everybody everybody got to guard her at some point during the half. The nice thing I like about this team so far is we talked earlier about
0: trying to replace incredible leadership that left after last season. The nice thing I see Jimmy is it doesn't appear that one player has to, or feels like they have to take it on their shoulders. I look down, you know, the, the heroes from yesterday, Jackie Carmen, Lily Hatton, Nia Lutz, Jamari McDavid, yeah, this Tomlin. You talked about Helen and Annabelle contributions off the bench. It's so much easier, easier mentally. For a, a starter or a top reserve to know that if they have it off night, somebody's there. If their shot's not falling, they can do it with defense and somebody else will pick up the slack. Is that a hard message or a hard mentality to instill into a team?
1: Well, not, not really. If you have the right people, it's, it's not. And I feel like we have, we have the right people in that locker room. And, um, you know, they, they love playing with each other and playing together and uh i think they have confidence in each other and um you know so yesterday we did like a full line substitution we did five and five at a time and we just have that confidence to be able to do that and and really that second team throughout the whole week um practice we kept it that way through practice sometimes i'll mix it up uh we kept it that week all through practice and the competitive parts when we were playing I mean, it went back and forth. Gold won one day, black won the next, gold won this one, and then, uh, or black won this one, and vice versa. So I think really they really have confidence each in each other, and they all have different unique talents. And, um, you know, when they, they know when their number's called, uh, their teammate's going to expect them to, to step up and, and make positive things happen. And yesterday, everybody that played did positive things on the court. Yeah, that last stretch, I'd say the last half of the fourth quarter, you guys kind of
0: felt it. They started sending you to the free throw line, and you're yeah. knocking down those free throws. You get the feeling at that point that you've got this one in hand. It's not in the bag, but you can feel that. In the grand scheme of things, how big is this win? Forget the Furman factor and yeah. all of the emotion that goes with that. Just starting off 1-0 and in conference play, in a year that we know the schedule is going to take some twists and turns, yeah. we know that every conference win is going to be huge because we don't know what m- March is going to look like. Yeah. How big is it in that respect?
1: Well, it gives you confidence. You can look up at the, um, you know, on the website and see that you're up there. You're one of the teams that's 1-0. And then, uh, you know, we got two games coming up at home this week, so we feel good about that too. And hopefully we play, play well. But, yeah, and, and I'll talk a little bit in regards to Furman. Our, we talk about the rivalry. I think it's important. It's important for our kids to buy into that in and really accept that rivalry and, and, and get up for that because um, it's important in college basketball. It's important for us recruiting, for the school, for the community. So they really, really embrace it and um and we've we've had battles you know um every year year in and year out with them so um but yeah it is really really nice to, to look up and see your one wanting to in the conference because they all seem like they're just going to be big down the stretch i say it all the time there is never
0: a bad time yeah. to be in first place and right That's right <laughs> now, the terriers are right there when we come back we will look at the task at hand Jimmy mentioned two more home games coming up. Would be really nice to cash in on those and set yourself up for the wars in the SoCon. We'll talk about that as the Jimmy Garrity Show continues, brought to you by R.J. Rockers. All right, welcome back to the Jimmy Garrity Show. Jim Noble and Jimmy Garrity coming off the big win at Furman now We get into the, I don't want to say strange part of the schedule, Jimmy, but this is new, the back-to-backs with teams coming in, and you'll play them on Thursdays and Saturdays for the most Mm -hmm. part. We begin coming up with ETSU coming to town. The nice thing is you get them at home. The tough thing is it's hard to beat any team twice. It's hard to beat a good team twice.
1: How will your approach change, if at all, playing teams back-to-back? Well, you you know, right now, I think I kind of like it the way it works out, playing them back to back. Now, who knows? I may change my mind in a couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, one thing, the scouting part will be different. Actually, that's the one thing I do like, because you can prepare for one team and have the full week to prepare for them, where in the past, you had to prepare for two teams and that second team you played on Saturday was somebody different, so you really just got it was a quick quick turnaround you got one day one and a half days to prepare for them um so but i I think i'm gonna like it um you know so we'll we're gonna watch film as a staff this afternoon um you know really break down etsu and and game start game planning for that all week and then um you know after the thursday night's game we'll make adjustments they'll make adjustments um there'll be some small tiny changes but uh, i think it'll be good
0: what do the Bucs bring to the table? Tell me the early, early, early scouting report on that team that's coming to town.
1: Well, they're tough and they're scrappy. They're very, very athletic. Um, they rebound the ball well. Um, they just, they're just a scrappy, scrappy team. Um, I know they played um, UT Chat uh, yesterday, um, had a tough loss against them. But, uh, you know, it, at the end of the day, every game is going to be t- They're going to be well-prepared. They're well-coached. They got a lot of new faces, too. So it's not ones that we've seen um, on their roster. and um, can, you know, have played against them. But uh, but for us, um, it's going to take our best effort to win, especially uh, Thursday and then make some small, small adjustments and hopefully have a good turnaround for Saturday. All right, bear with me on this next question
0: because it's going to sound really weird, okay? Yeah. Is there ever a situation, and maybe it would depend on maybe a, an opponent that's struggling obviously you 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 want to take that first game first but would there ever be a situation where you would hold anything back or make a huge change style wise or tactics wise in between games of a back-to-back just because you know and I think we saw this with the Wofford men and Greensboro Greensboro handles Wofford in Spartanburg couple of nights later you go up there and and it's a completely different kind Mm -hmm. of game and it's you know it's it's, i think the winning team jimmy has a tendency to say let's do do the same thing it worked the losing team in game one is the one that can really
1: make adjustments and change things up so do you factor all that in yeah a little bit you know we'll we'll hold some stuff back i mean we're not going to hold anything back uh if we feel like um, to lose we won't do that so um, but yeah if we feel like it's it's going to help us win we'll we'll hold a few things in our pocket um, that could be baseline out of bounds sideline out of bounds things like that too and then um, I think you're right so to you know the bit the, the team that um, makes those small and minor adjustments or it could be big big adjustments whatever the game plan they put in or we put in uh, failed the first time and we feel like we got to totally flip the switch the other direction um for the second game, I, we're definitely not scared to do that. So uh, all things will be on the table. Now that we're on that subject, I'm, I'm curious to ask you this. Who are the coaches
0: that you love going up against in terms of the chess game? Who are the ones that are real challenges? Maybe they make your life tough and you don't like going up against for that reason, but coaches really get into that and love you have a lot of respect for each other, but you love to compete too. (laughs) Who are the coaches in the conference that, that present the biggest challenge in
1: that area? Well, they're they're all really, really good. Um, They all uh, have their unique style and um, you know, a lot of it comes down to the players. And so those, those uh, coaches that have, more you know tools in their toolbox with the players um those are really really challenging and uh i think we got a lot of good teams uh in the southern conference and i think we got some fantastic coaches so uh i, I i'm friends with them all and um i i don't know if i could pick one or two out individually um, but there are some really good teams and some really good coaches uh in our league that is a
0: very smart and very
1: diplomatic
0: answer. We're not giving anybody any bulletin board material on this show, I guarantee it. But uh, we'll have an we'll have an off Zoom discussion. I need some inside intel for this stretch run, uh, not for public consumption. But we'll we'll get to that one of these days, I, I promise. When we come back, we'll go a little bit deeper inside the uh, the Whopper roster. I know on the first show we got to know some of the newcomers. Now we're gonna take a deeper look and some of the returnees, what makes them special, what makes Wofford lucky to have them, and how they fit in with the whole culture that Jimmy has created with the women's basketball program. That's coming up next on The Jimmy Garrity Show. Hey, welcome back to The Jimmy Garrity Show, brought to you by RJ Rockers, Jim Noble, along with Wofford women's basketball head coach Jimmy Garrity. The Terriers in first place right now, 1-0 in the conference after the big win over Furman. Get ready to host East Tennessee State twice at Jerry Richardson Stadium over the weekend before we get to the the players that we were mentioning last segment, the atmosphere at at JRIS, obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to work towards the point where we can at least have maybe family or the student body or something. We're not quite there yet. And the numbers will determine a lot of that. That's really out of everybody's hands, but how have your players adjusted Jimmy to the atmosphere and you know, the, the dead silence sometimes that that
1: takes over an arena during timeouts and pregame and things like that. It's it's definitely different. But I tell you what, we got some – I noticed yesterday, we had a few crazy cutouts there making some noise yesterday. (laughs) So, um, they came out of nowhere. But, yeah, it's really – you know, honestly, Jim, I think when you're in the moment playing, um, I get so caught up in the game, and I think our players do too. Honestly, I don't even know if they even notice it um and what you know with that uh you know one thing i didn't mention earlier about that game yesterday our bench was unbelievable they were fantastic um and and that's important to us and so they know they have to bring their own energy um and they have um if you if you can see clips after we do some good things i mean our bench they <laughs> they put on the show there they have a lot of fun with it and i thought yesterday they were just awesome and fantastic but in in the Honestly, I, I really think they get so caught up in the game. I'm not even sure we really even notice. Do you ever yell and then say, "Oh my goodness, my voice is so loud! It's or oh my, everybody can hear what I just said, not just the player
0: or the person I was talking to."
1: Well, I tell you what, I have noticed. Uh, I rewatched the game uh, on the ESPN version uh, this morning at about five o'clock in the morning. I got up and wanted to watch it, so. Um, but, yeah, I could hear myself yelling pretty easily, <laughs> even with the face covering and everything. So, uh, at the time, I don't realize that. But when, you, when I rewatch it, for sure. It does happen. To the best of us, I, I know even yeah. announcers,
0: well, we'll, we'll be talking about players and the player will turn their head because they'll hear everything we're saying <laughs> crystal clear. So, everyone's adjusting to, to the new dynamic. All right. Some of the returnees who have yeah. really stepped up. And, and you know, I, I kind of look down the list right now. And I think I could probably pick out four or five that have perhaps exceeded expectations. I'm going to start not by any ranking or anything, right. but with Lily Hatton. And, and, yeah. and the way she is, you know, I think we always knew she had had that inside game um, and, could, and could rebound. The scoring has come around, Jimmy. And, and that's just me. Is that just yeah. the natural progression of
1: a talented player? Well, you, you hope so. We hope that you add each year a little bit more to your game, a little bit more. So when you get, you know, when you become a senior, you've added three or four things each year that you maybe came in and worked the best at. And by uh, by the time, you know, after four years you graduated, you've really grown your game. But, but Lily is, I mean, first off is her strength. She is really, really strong. Um, and uh, one of the best things that she does is shoot the ball. I don't have her total percentage, um, what she is from shooting three this year, but she might be our best shooter. Um, She's she's right around 50%. 50% of her career. So, and that makes her a tough matchup for bigs. So, she can, you know, she can score at all three levels, and there's there's only a few bigs in our league that can do that. Um, You know, she can take you on the block. She's got different post moves because she's so strong and she can get angles. Um, she's got a nice mid-range game so some of the things that we do with our role replace action play into um, to her game and then in transition you know she's can be the trail post and hit that trail three and and we've got plays that we've created this year for her to get threes um so um you know you're driving and kicking to a five as opposed to a guard and a lot of times that's going to be an uncontested three and she can knock it down with the best of them so um she's a special player and. She's just a Wofford fit. She's all about the Wofford way, and she just loved the college too. So she's she's awesome.
0: You've got Nia Lutz, sort of five players averaging more than eight points a game. To me, Nia, where she, I think intangibles are a big part of her game. I think she she exudes leadership on the floor. She's very confident. She's got one of the best game faces. I've ever right. seen. And, and, and I, I'm not saying in terms of intimidation, I just, yeah. she's all business when she's on the floor. But I think your team probably needed a, a, an emotional leader to step up too you know, with, with some of the departees. That's- and things that Naya really fills that bill.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, she, she's one of many that can feel that. She can, she can really get it going. And she's one of those players too um, that can do it at both ends. She can be a really good defender. Um, and she's she's got – she's a, you know, a decent-sized guard. Like yesterday, she had some great rebounds for us. And she can push the ball in transition. But she's one of those players. She's, I, I've never coached one that can score it so many different ways like she can, unorthodox ways where at first I'm like, Naya, that is a bad shot. But now over, over time I've kept my mouth shut because I'm uh, hopefully growing that way too. That's her game. And she can make some off balance shots, un- um, unconventional shots uh, that uh, that is hard to guard against. And uh, you know she she's strong enough to get to the rim. She's got deep range. Um, and and it, you know it's funny we, we as a coaching staff we kind of joke around that she's got that YMCA type game too. You know she go down to the Y, just this guy over here you, you just can't stop him. He can score every different way. So. She's got a lot of bags in her tricks, and we're lucky to have them. Next up,
0: I'm going to ask you about Jamari McDavid. And uh, she is a player, too, that can can pull some incredibly athletic plays out. Um, a smart player that almost – do you ever have to rein her in? Because I guess it's easier to try to rein somebody in than to push a player to be more aggressive. That's not – Jamari's problem. She she will take it strong every time she goes out there. But how yeah. has she elevated her game this year?
1: She really has. So um, yeah, she's one of those one. You, you've heard me say before. I think she's the best athlete in the conference. So, um, but she's I think she's leading the league in offensive rebounds. If not, she's right there. Um, I know mean, she got a couple even yesterday's. But she can just go. Her motor really runs. And we do. Sometimes we have to because if she gets an offensive rebound, if she starts going on her own, I'm like, everybody, hold your breath. There Jabari's going. And she gets so excited. You can see her excitement as she's going down the court. And I'm like, Jabari, just concentrate on the ball I'm finishing. and finishing. Uh, but she's really grown her game. She's become a better ball handler. She's improved her shot. She hit a big three yesterday. And uh, she, matter of fact, I think she was. Um, she only missed a couple of shots. I think she was four for seven. But we got some mismatches, and we put her in the short corner, and we're driving off of them. And she's showing her hands, and she knocked down two big shots that we really, really needed to to to, to have. Um, we were having a little bit of difficulty scoring, um, but she's a great rebounder. She just goes so hard. Um, but I just I love her passion and enthusiasm. And she's one of those players, like, she, you can tell she has fun when she plays. Mm -hmm. And, of course, she just elevates everybody else. She's a special person to me. Uh, I think she's just come a long way. Uh, She's grown so much athletically, not just athletically, but academically, too, and just a well-rounded individual. And She's going to leave Wofford, uh, leave a great legacy here when she leaves. So I'm really, really proud of her. In the interest of time, I'm going to I'm gonna
0: encapsulate a couple more of the folks. Okay. But your balance is incredible. We've talked about that already. You know, uh, Alexis Tomlin, Jackie Carmen, some of the other players coming off the bench that have been in the program a year or two or three. Um, you've got that nucleus right yeah. now. You've got the leadership. You've got the talent on the floor. Uh, I, I'm not trying to put any unrealistic goals on this team, but you're set up so well, I think, theoretically. Now we just have to show it on the floor, correct?
1: We do. I mean, you just got to go out there and do it. So and I really like the way our, you know, I don't know if the way it shook out, if, if there's advantages to disadvantages, but I like who we have at home and who we have on the road. Um, I do think that the schedule um, sets up pretty nice for us. And, you know, at the end of the day, you still got to just take it one game at a time. We feel good right now. And we'll hopefully feel good this time next week uh, as well. Well, you've got the ETSU doubleheader coming
0: up this weekend. Then you go on the road to Western Carolina for the back-to-back the week after that. In fact, you've got really your next four after ETSU home games. Um, Do you see this team as a team that can carry things forward no matter where they're playing? Does home and road have a big effect this year, especially since we don't have fans in arenas for the most part?
1: Well, I think it does. I, I think when, when you get into the, the game, I don't think we really noticed the fans. And and we've, uh, you know, in years past, we haven't been the best road team. Um, so we're always trying to do that. I think when you set your mind to it, you, you kind of look how the, the season sets up. And, and if there is a lot of parity within the within this, uh, the conference, um, you know, some early goals might be you want to win 50% of those road games, and sneak a few out, maybe, maybe um, uh, sweep a couple. So, you know, if we can do that, and we're right there near, um, you know, the, the three, four loss area, I think that will always put you right up there you know, near the, near the top. So, absolutely. Um, hopefully we, we play well this week and then go on the road because, you know, you go on the road for four straight, and um, hopefully that's going to be tough. Jimmy Garrity, job well done, not just today, But especially with
0: the big win over Furman, that's a nice one to kind of hang your hat on for four or five days and get ready for the the next team. A lot of good feelings around this program right now. It's early, but I really love, love this team. I love the way they play and I can't wait to do this again in a couple of weeks. That sounds great. I, I really appreciate your time, Jim. All right, Jimmy, we appreciate it. Remember, Terriers back on the home floor against ETSU. Those are Thursday and Saturday games. Still no fans at Jerry Richardson Indoor Stadium, but you can certainly catch them on ESPN Plus and the Wofford Radio Digital Network. For Jimmy Garrity, I'm Jim Noble saying so long for now. Thanks for watching. The Jimmy Garrity Show brought to you by R.J. Rock.